everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. We're going to talk about everyone's favorite waifu, Mari, <laughs> from My Dress Up Dark. <laughs> Perhaps the uh, waifu of 2022. I could say that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That and the mom from Spy X Family. Yep. Which will be a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do uh, anime reviews based off of waifus. You know. Best way to go, I feel like. Our brand. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to talk about My Dress Up Darling. It is an anime that's based off the manga of the same name by Shinichi Fuduka. And it aired from January 9th to March 27th, 2022. So it is pretty recent. Yes. We only review the latest and greatest. (laughs) Just kidding. Only the latest and greatest. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) There is a sub and a dub, and I watched it on Crunchyroll. I don't remember what service we watched it on. I think it was VRV, which also has Crunchyroll in it, so. (laughs) In this house, we watch stuff on Crunchyroll. (laughs) I mean, Kiss Anime walked, so Crunchyroll could run. (laughs) R.I.P. to the realist Kiss Anime. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) So we're going to summarize the first three episodes. It is complete, and I don't want to spoil too much of it because I feel like you should watch it, but we will be talking in depth about the first three episodes and talk about some things towards the end of the show. So there will be spoilers. If you do not like spoilers, I'm sorry. Just skip to the end. So, Rachel, why don't you read the short summary from Wikipedia? Sure. Forgive me for any name mispronunciation. Wakana Gojo is a first-year high school student who dreams of becoming a Hina doll craftsman. One day during his first semester, his popular classmate, Marin Kitagawa, sees him making doll costumes in the school's sewing room. Marin, who has wanted to cosplay for a while and has observed Wakana's skill in sewing, asks him, slash, like, corners him, (laughs) into (laughs) creating the costume of a character from a video game that she adores. Even though Wakana has no experience making a costume on a human scale, he is inspired by Marin's tenacity, and kind of wants a friend, and agrees to make one for her. (laughs) That is the best Wikipedia short summary. I have ever heard. It truly encompasses what the show is about. Mm -hmm. It's mainly about two characters, Gojo and Kitagawa. And Gojo is very lonely and needs a friend. And Kitagawa feels like she can't express her nerdy self Mm -hmm. without him. She's ready to do something new. And she needs someone there to help her because she's a little bit scared to do it alone. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cute. So the first episode, we meet our main character, Wakana Gojo. And I feel like it really takes the time to show you his love for Hina dolls. His grandpa does that for a living and his reverence for the art of it. So while he is in school, he doesn't really have like any friends. Kind of zero. He doesn't really feel like he has a lot to connect with other people with. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of keeps to himself until one day this very popular, very cute, love her hair, girl, Marin 
they both have cleaning duty and Gojo is such a pushover. The other people there were like, uh, we have stuff to do. Can you just clean this all up by yourself? And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess. So they all leave him <laughs> to do it alone, which high school kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Kitagawa shows up. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. And she gets mad at him for being a pushover. And she's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Stand up for yourself. And I was like, she is right. Listen to the lady. She is right. <laughs> So Gojo goes home after they both clean the classroom and he's thinking about what she said. And he's like, maybe I should stand up for myself. <laughs> <laughs> he also doesn't sexualize her no. or um, treats her like she's stupid. I guess her style would be like, I guess what's called like a gal. You know, she has, like, long nails, pink hair, she wears a lot of makeup. A popular ditzy blonde. Like, yeah. that's kind of how, I guess, she's uh, drawn aesthetically. <laughs> Everything about it, to me, it, it seems to be shorthand for, she's a slut. Oh. But <laughs> that's how other yeah. people treat her. Yeah. He does not treat her that way at all. Which I think is why she's really drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Gojo is so cute because they do this recurring flashback pretty much throughout the entire anime of like when he was little, you know, he was first getting into Hina dolls and like a girl unnamed. Some bitch. <laughs> some bitch is like, you can't play with girls. You're a pervert or something like that. You can't play with dolls. Sorry, not girls. Uh, You're a pervert and things like that. And that like deeply scarred him. So he does not talk about the thing that he loves to do, the only thing he does after school to anyone because of fear of that happening again. Yeah. It's the toxic masculinity for me. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day after he thinks about what Kitagawa said, like all night, he decides to go to the school's sewing room to work on like a little outfit for his Hina doll. And Kitagawa arrives and she like walks in on him sewing. And instead of laughing at him or calling him a pervert, she is in total admiration of him for his tailoring skills. She's like, oh my God, that is amazing. That is something I've been struggling to do. Please, please, please help me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I am a cosplayer. <laughs> And she's like, please help me make a cosplay for my absolute favorite character of all time. I can't do it alone. She, like, shows him the attempt that she tried to make. <laughs> and and you think, like, it's, it's bad. What she did was bad. And Gojo, like, starts to pop off about how bad yeah. the costume is. And then he realizes that uh, she's, like, <laughs> starting to cry. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> i'll help you i'll help you <laughs> she had a book too like a how-to book he's like wow this is so clear yeah. i can definitely use this to help make an outfit for you and then she's like oh god i couldn't even fucking do it but the, the directions are right there yeah <laughs> i was like girl same sometimes even directions aren't enough yeah i mean it helps to have like a sewing background which gojo obviously does just with very small clothes yeah i feel like Speaking from experience, if you have experience sewing very tiny clothes, big clothes, much easier, with much more room for errors and being able to fix things, whereas if you're in a small little space, like I can't imagine how hard that is. 
So <laughs> it's believable is what I'm trying to say. Believable that he could make a costume for her. So by the end of episode one, Gojo agrees to help Kitagawa make her cosplay for this video game character called Shizuku. And <laughs> it is from an Aroge game. <laughs> Not just an Aroge game. It's like a BDSM humiliation game. Yeah. And I was like, of course, she would definitely be into this game. <laughs> and, like, divorced from the fact that it is a porn game, she's like, oh my god, this character, she looks so cool, and her personality is so awesome. I love her. Hilarious. <laughs> you want to do episode two? Yes. Because my favorite scene of this whole anime is in episode two. Okay. <laughs> Kitagawa further explains to Gojo who Shizuku is, what she's from, which leaves him very confused. She then explains that gender doesn't matter when one enjoys doing something, to which he agrees. Obviously, again, we go to the flashback about the girl saying that he's a pervert. And he's like, yes, I agree. Gender doesn't matter because I make Hina dolls. So after they have this conversation about gender... She gives him an instruction booklet on making cosplay outfits, and he reads it. <laughs> the next day, um, Kitagawa unexpectedly arrives at Gojo's shop because she's like, you need to take my measurements so that you can make a pattern accurately. Gojo, of course, is freaking out because he feels very uneasy about taking her measurements while naked, because if you didn't know, measurements are best taken while naked for the most accurate measurements. But... Kitagawa is just unfazed. She has no qualms about her body because I believe she's like a part-time model too. So like people see her half naked all the time. So she strips down to reveal that she came in wearing a bathing suit, which is better than her being naked. <laughs> just marginally. <laughs> just marginally. Gojo is still fucking dying inside. He inquires if she finds being in a bathing suit embarrassing and she responds that it is not remember. She's like a part-time model. As such, Gojo pushes his impure thoughts aside and begins measuring Kitagawa more professionally. Despite his concentration, though, he's still very flustered measuring her bust and inseam because obviously those are near erogenous zones. <laughs> but he eventually obtains all the measurements he needs to. Several times throughout this show, he's like, I can't sip from her soda. That's an indirect yeah. kiss. <laughs> I was like, you are such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Gojo is such an adorable baby. Like, uh, but he's very polite through all this anyways. Uh, he then asks Kitagawa if she has any references for Shizuku, which leads to her giving him the Slippery Girl titles. <laughs> I love the title of this. Slippery Girls. <laughs> and then this is my favorite fucking scene of the entire anime is Gojo plays these games for research and his fucking grandfather walks by and is just like, holy shit. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess he's a, he's a teenage boy. I, I guess this is normal. But it's just, and it's hilarious because Gojo is literally like stone faced, like playing these games, like completely unfazed. It's hilarious. Taking notes. <sighs> Love it. That was one of the funniest scenes yeah. in the whole show. <laughs> Okay, episode three, it's the night before returning to school, Gojo actually has a very vivid dream about Kitagawa that was pretty dirty, and at school, he totally avoids her for most of the day. She finally manages to find him at the school entrance, and she's like, stop avoiding me, 
also, do you want to go shopping? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, um, I can't. I'm sorry. And when Kitagawa finds him again, Gojo explains, like, why he left. He just has, like, low self-esteem. And he thought that he was bugging her. And he just let himself get inside his own head. Mm -hmm. And then he was also feeling weird and guilty because he had the naughty dream about her. She reassures him. She's like, no, dude, we are friends. We're doing this together. You should come with me because we're going to get materials for the cosplay. And then he's like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so they get everything that they need at a couple of shops, including fabric and a wig. Later that night, they actually go to a ramen shop where <laughs> they're talking about the Slippery <laughs> Girls games. And everyone's like, uh. um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just you know straight up talking. Hands down, my favorite line in this whole show, I watched it dubbed. They were, like, walking to get into the line, and some older woman is like, ah, high school kids, I remember back in my day when I'd go on dates. And Gojo is like, oh, yes, I, I just got to the part where he can't stop ejaculating at the school entrance. And this woman was like, what the fuck? Because they're talking about yeah. slippery girls, and I'm like, yep, that is an eroge. I love it so much. It just brings so much to mind, you know? Yeah. So on their way back to Gojo's house, he tells Kitagawa that because of his line of work, he can only call things beautiful or pretty when he actually means it. And she's like, oh, I must make him say that I'm pretty. Yeah. Like that was in her mind. <laughs> Before they part ways, Kitagawa mentions an upcoming cosplay event, but it's happening in two weeks. For anyone who's never made a cosplay, that's no. not enough time. If you're going to be sewing something from scratch... That's not enough time. <laughs> Unless you really want to kill yourself, which yes. he does. Seeing what little time he has, he becomes extremely worried and then basically works day and night to finish this cosplay. So that was the first three episodes. <sighs> it was a good start to the series. Very funny stuff. The series is so good. <laughs> I don't want to get into like reviewing every single episode because then this would be like two hours yeah. long. <laughs> But I want to leave some of it, like, unknown, because you guys have to watch this. It is so cute. Let's just talk about stuff that we really liked about it first, before we get all critical. I really liked the character designs in mm. this. I thought Kitagawa, best waifu. <laughs> Amazing character design. I really like that her the ends of her hair are pink. I have uh, pink hair, just like her. <laughs> Biased. <laughs> I love that she had, like, long bedazzled nails i love that shit because that is such a detail that makes her character seem so real mm. and it definitely shows you her interests like she's a model she's really girly but she also likes things to be fun i just thought it was so great and then gojo is <laughs> he is a very tall boy and the character's height is used to emphasize how awkward he is. He, like, yeah. doesn't know how to be his size. I really like the characters, too. But uh, you already talked about the design. But I like the way that they made the character so multidimensional. Like, for a slice-of-life anime like this, you really gotta build complex, interesting characters. Otherwise, it's gonna be boring as fuck. 
the plot will not carry it. <laughs> you have to have interesting characters that are growing, learning about themselves, developing, and they definitely do throughout the series. Like, I love that Kitagawa is not just like a pretty girl who's like dumb and, you know, doesn't really know what's going on and what, like, she does. She's comfortable in her body. She's not self-conscious. Like, she is Kitagawa through and through. Like, she has a backstory. You know, she has kind of, like, absent parents and she lives on her own, so she can't cook well. But she's really, you know, gracious and grateful. Like, all of these little aspects of her character are well thought out. And Gojo is, like, almost (laughs) the antithesis of Kitagawa. Like, he is not confident in his skin. He is very traditional. Everything about him is just, like awkward and you can feel the the low self-esteem and everything he says where he moves where he goes like you can just feel that he wants to shrink into himself and for no one to perceive him like (laughs) it's just they did such a good job with the characters and there are other minor characters that come to play in this anime as well and i think those are done extremely well too so that's something i really like about this show is just the two main characters are fucking incredible like I can't really think of any characters that are similar to them off the top of my head and their interaction and like how the story plays out is just so good. Like really, truly warms your heart and makes you like very excited to watch the next episode. As old snatches who have been watching anime for now more than 15 (sighs) years. Oh my God. (laughs) It takes a lot to warm this cold, dead heart. Yeah. It takes quite a bit. And this accomplished that. I don't want to say we've seen it all, but we've seen a good majority. Yeah. Ooh, I also really like that this anime is not so conservative. You know, like, yes, it's like not (laughs) the norm for like grabbing boobs and, you know, like having sex. But like that happens in high school, even in Japan. So the fact that they are approaching that subject without it being like, like, I'm thinking of, like, Kimi ni Todoke, which I believe is also set in high school, where, like, they're dating the whole fucking season, or two seasons, and they kiss on the last episode of the second season. But, like, that's just not reality for, like, most couples in high school. Like, you're not waiting two school years to kiss after you're dating, you know? Like, yeah. even when you're becoming, you know, like, at the beginning of potentially a relationship in this anime, like... Sex is not that far off the brain for teenagers, and I like that they are normalizing it in this anime without objectifying Kitagawa, really. Mm -hmm. There are some boob shots, but he is measuring her. He is measuring her. (laughs) (laughs) They're not just there to titillate. They're there to set the tone of the scene, which is Gojo is super awkward around women. Right, like he's thinking about her boobs because he has to measure her boobs and does not want to touch her boobs. (laughs) So one of the things that I didn't like about My Dress Up Darling was the fact that it seemed to be made for someone who had no idea what anime or cosplay was. Hilarious. (laughs) They explain cosplay like you've never fucking heard of it. Yeah. The reality is... Anime fans are watching this anime, so they fucking know what cosplay is already, and it's like, you don't have to do 
cosplay, not even 101, it's like 0.5. Yeah. <laughs> like, they go to such lengths to explain the most basic shit ever. Yeah. I mean, it's 2022. If you are a fan of anime, and even if you're not a fan of anime, you know what cosplay is. Yeah. It's not 2008 anymore. People know what cosplay is. <laughs> I just felt the show went into way too much detail about what cosplay is and like the steps you have to do. And I'm just like, no shit. Yeah. It went it went out of its way to explain stuff that is fairly obvious. And I just thought that was a waste. Yeah. Less that, more of the other stuff. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> and my only other gripe with this show was that the ending felt disappointing. And it only felt disappointing because the penultimate episode was very spicy. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> we'll talk about this afterwards because I don't want to spoil anything. But I was fucking screaming at the end of the penultimate episode. And then the final episode, I was like, wait, yeah. what? And then the very end of it, I was like, okay, that's like kind of satisfactory. But there better be a fucking season two. <laughs> Right now, there hasn't been an announcement for a season two, and I haven't read the manga, so I'm not entirely sure where the storyline is on that. But, like, there could definitely be a season two. It just felt so typical slice of life where nothing fucking happens. Yeah, like, there's no <laughs> ultimate resolution. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, come on. The ending wouldn't have been so bad. It wasn't like Nozaki-kun, where... Me and you were about to flip a table <laughs> at that. It wasn't like that. But after such a spicy situation happened, I was like, what the fuck? We went from pretty risque to, like, pinky. Yeah. <laughs> Almost it G. not it. I also want a season two because I felt like Gojo should have cosplayed. Yes. He makes costumes for, like, three characters, and I'm like, okay, but... When are they going to put him in cosplay? Mm -hmm. I felt like that would have, you know, I felt like that would have rounded out the show more if it was only going to be one season. I felt like they should have ended it with that. Do you have anything else you want to say about the show? No, I honestly, besides what you had said, Emily, there's not much else I disliked about the show. Like, I really, really liked the show was aggressively waiting for the next episode to be dubbed every single week to watch it. My husband, Kyle, and I pretty much binged it over a week, and I was like, oh, hit me with that next episode. I need it. I in my need vein, it. directly in my vein. Yeah, me and Fabian really enjoyed it as well. Highly recommend. Okay, so on a scale from one to five, one being the worst, five being the best, how would you rate the plot of My Dress Up Darling? Five. <laughs> I'm going to rate it... A three. A boo. <laughs> it suffers from most slice of life stuff where the plot is kind of not really there. And it's definitely more character focused, which I love. But I felt like there wasn't enough of a resolution at the end. Fair enough. On a scale from one to five, how would you rate the acting? Okay, I really liked the dub on this. I would also give that a five. I'm giving this dub a five, too. It was phenomenal. So good. Yeah. I loved it. And we're not going to get into dub versus sub because we don't care. Right. But we watched the dub and it was great. So. 
however you want to watch it, watch it. Okay, finally, on a scale from one to five, how would you rate everything else? You know, the art style, the costuming, the animation. I am going to give it a five also. I just really liked the way that this anime was drawn and animated. I thought it looked beautiful 99% of the time, so five. I'm also going to give it a five. I really enjoyed the character designs. I thought they looked unique, yet they had a classic feel. Mm -hmm. And I thought the animation was really good. I didn't see any weird, like, booger (laughs) still frames of any of them. So (laughs) I thought, hey, good job. (laughs) No shocked Pikachu. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let's wrap it up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I'm going to recommend Dice by Anu. I'm going to recommend Shake It by Luna. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can check us out on Instagram where we have our link tree with all of the links to all our relevant accounts at Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Check out some of our videos on YouTube under our channel name, Soulmates Podcast. This program is available pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you follow, you like, you subscribe, so you can listen to us every other Friday in your precious little ear holes. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye! Bye!